Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, Colin, we don't need to tell any of our listeners or need reminding ourselves that this week is Countdown to Christmas. And we're going to look at various aspects of what it really means to say that God became man in Jesus Christ because this is a wonderful time of year but it's not really about stables and uh, and stars so much as focusing on the truth of what it means that the creator of the universe should humble himself and become man. So we're going to look at uh, different passages of scripture that really help us to see the meaning of Christmas rather than just the events that surrounded the birth of Jesus. And we're going to begin today with the opening of John's Gospel. And I'll read the first few verses from the Truth Version. Jesus is the Word. He existed in the beginning before time began. This Word was with God, and indeed the Word was God. He was the word that God spoke in the beginning. By this spoken word through Jesus, everything was created. Nothing could exist if it were not for him. In Jesus, in this word, was the life that brought God's light into people's lives. This light came and shone into the spiritual darkness of the world, but the darkness did not want the light and so did not receive him. Then we go on to verse 10. So Jesus came from heaven into this world, and although the world was created through him, people did not recognize who he was when he came. Even though he came among those who rightly belonged to him, they still did not accept him. However, some did welcome him, and they came to believe that he was God's son. To them he gave the right to become God's children, those who were not only born naturally with a human mother and father, but given a second birth by God. The Word then became a man and came to live among us. Those of us who knew him have seen his glory, the glory that could only belong to the one and only Son of God. He came from the Father in heaven and was full of grace and truth. He was constantly giving to people and always taught what was right. The amazing thing that John brings out for us is that the one through whom the whole of creation came into being becomes a human being and lives amongst us. Now, if you think of the enormity of creation, that the galaxies that exist are hundreds of of thousands of light years away from us. I mean, distances that are unimaginable. And the one who spoke all these galaxies into being should now become part of a minuscule part of his creation in order to fulfill the purpose that God has actually for the whole of his creation. And it's very difficult, I think, for us to really understand the enormity of this event. The one 
who is the creator, became a tiny part of his creation. And uh, John is really opening up for us this, this wonderful, wonderful truth. It isn't that simply God sent a son in order to be the savior of the world, but the one through whom he brought all creation into being becomes a tiny little baby, a dependent child, dependent upon his mother and his human father to care for him and to nurture him and to raise him. You can understand why this really pushed the credibility of of uh, many of the Jews at the time because they perceived of the Messiah coming in majesty and in glory, not in the, the weakness of a little baby, not having to sort of grow up and, and be nurtured and, and then, of course, later to actually die and give his life on behalf of his people on the cross. All this was so foreign to the, the popular concept of the Messiah that although he came to his own, his own did not receive him. The light of the world came into the spiritual darkness of the world, but because men preferred their own ways and their ways of sin rather than the ways of God, they rejected the light and didn't want the light. It was only to the few who did receive him that he gave the right to become the children of God, children that were born not just of a natural birth, but born of the Spirit of God. And to me, this is the essence of Christmas, the enormity of it. it it's to me, it's it's not you know about stables and and stars and wise men and everything. Uh, yes, those events all took place, but it's the immensity of the love of God for his people that he would be prepared to humble himself in such a way and to become one of us. And, and you know, it, it speaks to me of the fact that if we look at this from a purely personal point of view, Jesus became like me so that I could become like him. And God knew that this was the only way for his people to be delivered from their sin and their fears and their failures and to become what he intended them to be, people that radiated his life, that lived for his glory, that actually revealed the kind of God that he is. And to me, Christmas is such a wonderful time. I, of course, I, I don't like the way the world has commercialized Christmas, but I don't believe that we should give up celebrating Christmas just because of the, what the world has done to it, because at the heart of Christmas there is this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful truth that God became man in Jesus Christ. And I think we should be profoundly thankful that God made such a gift to us of his own beloved son. Colin, why do you think it is that Jesus came in such humble circumstances and so quietly that really relatively few people knew about it? Well, we have to understand the purpose of God. 
he had to identify completely with us in our condition in order that we might now be completely identified with him in his heavenly glory. So there was that whole matter of identification. And of course, Jesus demonstrated that at the beginning of his ministry when he was baptized by John the Baptist. You could say that Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but it was all part of this complete identification with us in our need. Jesus never became a sinner, but the scripture says he became sin. He took all our sin upon himself. So there is this matter of identification that is so important. The second thing has to do with the justice of God, that um, Jesus makes it clear that God the Father had given all judgment to the Son, and that uh, on, the, on the day of judgment, on the great day of the Lord, uh, we will all become, come before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, what is the significance of this? Well, the significance is that we will be judged by one who lived as we do here on the earth. You see, people could say, well, why should God, living in glory, living in perfection, living in heaven, judge us when he has never become one of us? If you look at the sense we have of natural justice uh, in the world, we are judged, human beings are judged by human beings. We even have a jury system where ordinary citizens, like those who are accused, are actually having the final say in whether a person is guilty or not. There is this sense of justice is, can, can only be real if we're being judged by our peers. And so God could not be open to the charge that he who is so far superior and above us is judging us, but he actually became one of us, gave all judgment to the Son, who shared our weakness, who was tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. So on the throne of God now is someone who was a man, and the one before whom we will come on the day of judgment will be the one who lived amongst us as a man. And just one final point that we can make about this, uh, we are coming now to the end of the season of Advent. And Advent means coming, but historically, uh, the season of Advent has always been heralding not just the first coming, but the second coming of Jesus, when he will come again in glory and in judgment. And therefore, during this season of Advent, this whole business of the judgment of Christ also comes into focus. And we can praise God that we do not have to fear the judgment because we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And we can have confidence that because he took all our sin and failure upon himself, we will be judged according to what he has done for us and not according to our own acts. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 